good day to you. I am Hadekule Olamuonu Joshua, and I am super excited to have you here on the Study on Faith series, series eight. Um, I'm so excited to have you here today, and I pray that even as we begin to delve into the Word of God, that Holy Spirit will reveal Himself to you through the Word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about where does faith come from? So many times we have um, had an understanding that faith is not something that can be done by human effort. The scriptures make us understand that um, human effort cannot produce faith. There is no way you want to um, think. You can't think faith. Okay? So, um, in our previous episode so far, we have discussed the scripture romans chapter 10 verse 17 we're going to look at it again we see that the scripture says that faith comet so faith is different from believe we have said this before that faith is different from believing and so we can see from the scriptures again in our previous episodes that the scripture made me understand that um, when we talk about believing when it comes to faith it is the kind of believing that comes from the heart that is from the spirit and not the mind of the person. So if we want to talk about faith as believing, it means that we are still saying that faith is the kind of believing that comes from the spirit and not from the mind of man. And so, of course, it is important that we note here at this point that there is a difference between the spirit of the man and the mind of the man. Okay, the scripture says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, man believeth unto righteousness, and uh, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's so important for us that we understand the scripture. Of course, that is in Romans chapter 10, verse 10. We're going to um, explain it deeper, even as we delve into this particular episode but i just want you to note now that the scripture says that with the heart with the heart man believeth unto righteousness with the heart man produces faith with the heart and so i would like you to understand that this art the scripture is talking about here is not the literal art of the person of course and it refers to the central being of the person and you and i know that the spirit of the man is the central being of that man Okay, so the scripture is saying here that with the spirit, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Is the spirit capable of believing? That is the question that I want to first pose today, and then we would um, explain it better, even as we consider other scriptures. First, we're going to have to read Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Just hold on a moment for me. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. The scripture says what is called faith does not come by the effort of man. It does not come by human effort. It does not come by anything you can do in the physical. It does not come by forcing yourself to believe. Faith, does, faith is not believing. Faith cometh faith what is called faith it says it comes it comes by hearing a continuous process hearing 
a continuous process, hearing, faith, comments by hearing. And then he says, the hearing that we're talking about is by the word of God. The scripture says, the entrance of thy word gives it light. The entrance of the word of God, it says it gives light. So the scripture is saying here from Romans chapter 10 verse 17, that what is called faith cometh by the entrance of the word of God. What is called faith cometh by the entrance of the word of God. And how does the, so it means that faith can only be produced by the word of God. See, if we can understand where faith comes from, it will be easier for us to understand what faith really is. I understand that this has been the week eight on our study on faith, and I understand that you have already basic understanding of certain terms. When we talk about faith, if faith is coming from somewhere, okay, where is it coming from? From where? Faith comes by hearing, and the hearing here is by the word of God. And let's not forget that if you are going to tally that with Romans chapter 10, verse 10, it says, For with the heart man delivered unto righteousness. Listen to me. The scripture says that with the spirit of the man, man believes unto righteousness. That is, with the spirit of the man, okay, man produces faith. With the spirit of the man, man produces faith. And with the mouth of the man, declaration is made unto salvation declaration is made unto any other thing that man wants to experience but first with the heart that is with the spirit of uh, man believes unto righteousness it is important for us to understand this that so if you take these two scriptures together what we are saying is that faith comes okay and it comes from the spirit of the man Because when we compare Romans chapter 10 verse 10 to Romans chapter 10 verse 17, we can say categorically, thank God it's still the same chapter, we can say categorically that faith comes from the spirit of a man. And the, the activator of faith, or say the conveyor of faith, is the word of God. Let's note it down now. So faith comes by the word, but from the, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith comes when the when the word is heard by the spirit. Hello, faith comes when the word is heard by the spirit, and then the word that needs to be heard is the word of God. It is important for us to understand this: that faith is produced in the spirit, and the conveyor or activator is the word of God. The question now is, how does the spirit of a man produce faith? How does the spirit of a man produce faith? We're going to look at it in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. There's a very, very interesting scenario here that believers need to understand and grasp if we are to experience the promises of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God here, let's not forget that we have said the word of God is the conveyor tentatively. We're still going to prove that. Let us forget that the word of God is the conveyor. The word of God here, it says it is quick. That is, the word of God is alive. It's a living thing. For the word of God is quick and it says and is powerful and it says it is sharper than any two 
edged sword. I know this is a very popular scripture. People are familiar with it. You just need to see it from a different dimension this immediate today. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal more to you this, this moment. Listen to me. He says, for the word of God is quick. He says it is powerful. He says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. He says, it pierces even to the dividing asunder. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. I want us to focus our emphasis on this on this particular phrase. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. The word of God knows how to go right past your soul, that is, go right past your the seat of your emotions, the seat of your will, the seat of your knowledge. Your, the word of God knows how to go past everything you understand, everything you know, everything you feel. The word of God knows how to go right past it and touch your spirit. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That is what this verse is. This, this particular phrase here, he's saying the word of God knows how to go, it is so sharp. It can go past everything you think you understand about life. It can go past everything you think you know and touch your spirit. This is how the word of God conveys faith. He goes right past everything you know and touch your spirit. He says, when he touches your spirit, then faith will arise. But there is a mystery there that we need to understand. It is not just that when the word of God touches our spirit, then faith will arise. The question is, if the faith is arising from your spirit, then what is operating faith in the spirit? If faith is coming from your spirit, that is, when the word of God touches your spirit, it says, faith will arise. Then there must be a point of contact in the spirit of a man that enables the man to be able to produce faith through the word of God. Let me repeat for emphasis, there must be something in the spirit of the man, okay, the spirit of the believer now, that enables the believer to be able to produce faith. Something must be inside the believer that enables the, in the, the, the believer here from their spirits, really, okay? When the word of God touches it, it enables them to produce faith. And then when faith is produced, the power of God is released. One of the things that we need to understand is that it's not just that faith, when faith, yeah, you know, when a man has faith, it's not just because he's going to still wait for God to come and do things. Usually, when people have faith, they act according to their faith. Let me repeat for emphasis. Usually when faith arises from within a man, the man acts according to his faith. The man acts. It is so important for us to understand these things. When faith arises from the spirit of a man, the man acts according to his faith. So this is why the scripture says, faith without works is there. So faith is accompanied by actions. It is accompanied by works, but not works by faith. No, man must have faith. When faith arises, the man will act. I need to show you something here. So it means that there has to be something in the spirit of a man that carries something that enables that man to, that spirit, rather, to produce faith. <clears throat> Sorry. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I dare say at this point that the spirit of a man has a mind of his own. The spirit of the man, I mean the spirit of the believer now, carries in itself the mind of its own. The spirit of the believer, the spirit, the life of God in man has a mind on its own. We need to see some scriptures here that proves it. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It is so important for us to understand this. Because this, if the spirit of a man, okay, if the spirit of the man is the real man here, and this spirit, this you have received a new spirit at conversion, God has given unto you a new spirit and a new heart. What the scripture says in true prophet Ezekiel was that I will give unto them a new spirit and a new heart of flesh. So it means that God did not change the mind in your body. God did not change the mind that you, your carnal mind. God did not change that. God did not remove that carnal mind. It has already been prophesied through prophet Ezekiel that it will give unto them when the Lord Jesus comes a new spirit and a new act of flesh. That is a new mind of flesh. Sorry. Not of stone, rather. I'll give unto them a new spirit and a new heart. A new heart that is soft. A new heart that is humble. To replace the one of stone that they have. So God is saying, see, I understand that you have a mind of your own, your body, and you, because by, 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 by default you have a mind. But I'm going to give you a this new spirit. And this spirit is going to have his own mind. And this is what happened to every believer at conversion. You receive a new spirit that has his own mind. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 16. Oh, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, rather. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says, 16 says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Okay, let's start from 14. Because there are, there are things we need to understand. Let's start from verse 14. Verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man, the natural mind of man cannot process the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So it means if they are spiritually discerned, there is a mind and the spirit that discerns things. There is a mind and the spirit that is capable of judging things. There is a mind in the spirit that is capable. I mean, in the spirit of the man, there is the mind in there that is capable of operating things, that is capable of judging things, that is capable of appraising things. Who, verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. 15 says, But he that is spiritual, he that is born of the Spirit and has in him the mind of Christ, he says, such a person judges all things. Such a person judges all things, and he himself is judged of no man. 
Verse 15, 16 says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But he says, We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind. I, I would like us to I would like us to understand here that the mind of Christ is like a default setting. It is not something that you can get by human effort. The mind of Christ in you is not something that you can process by human effort. It is there by default. When you receive the spirit into yourself, okay, as, as has been prophesied, professor prophesied, you receive a mind. That spirit has its own mind. Philippians chapter 2. I, I want us to understand this. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. So we cannot understand that there is without uh, without argument, okay, without contention, that we can understand now that the spirit of a man carries his own mind. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And true prophet Ezekiel, it was prophesied that God will give unto them a new spirit and a new heart of flesh. So inside of you, there is a mind that is called the mind of Christ. There is a mind that is called the mind of Christ, that knows all things. And you have to understand this, that the mind of Christ that is in you has an understanding of all things. And this is why he can be, he can judge all things and is not judged of anyone. The mind of Christ in every believer. So now, the question now is, if the mind of Christ is in every believer, why is it difficult for believers to operate faith? Why is it difficult for believers to manifest like God? It is simple. It is because before you receive the mind of Christ into you, you were flesh and blood, and you have a mind, a mind that controls your senses. You have a soul that controls your emotion, that controls your senses. You have been trained to think like earthly men. You have been trained to talk and to think like earthly man. And so when the spirit came into you, the mind in you is suppressing the spirit. It's suppressing the mind of the spirit. This is why usually as children of God, you can have two contrary opinion within you. The mind of your spirit will be telling you something. You say you sense something in your spirit. And then the mind of your body is telling you to do otherwise. It is important for us to understand this. Very important. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. So the reason this mind is not manifesting the way you should, you should be manifesting is simple. It's because you have been trained before you receive the Lord Jesus. You have been trained. You have been living in a particular way. You have been programmed to use the mind you have. And so when this new mind is to come into possession, it's a bit difficult for you to just allow the new mind in your spirit to run things. And this is why the scripture says in Romans chapter 12 from verse 2, that let, do not be conformed, it says do not be conformed to the world. So let not your mind, the mind of your body rule over you, that you are beginning to walk like mere men, that you are beginning to think like other men, that you are beginning to act like other men, that is conformity with the world. 
He says, but he says, be transformed. Listen to me. He says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is, you need to experience the transformation you already have when you teach your mind. Listen to me. What the scripture is telling us is that when we renew our mind, we already know now that the word of God goes past our mind to touch our spirit. So when you renew your mind, praise God, when you are feeding your mind with the word of God, what the word of God is doing is to go into your spirit to touch your spirit. He says, when this happens, faith will arise. When faith arises, your mind, the, the mind of your spirit takes charge. It takes control over that particular thing that you have heard. Hold on. Let, let me let me let me let's use a let's use a particular scenario for example. Let's say that someone is ill. Let's say you are healed. For example, you've been on the sick bed for for a while now, and you, you you need healing. And then you've been praying. You've been praying. Things are not really work for you. Because the doctors have been giving you drugs. It's not really working. You can feel the pains. You have been open on God. You've been trusting God. You can feel the pains. You can feel whatever it is you are going through. But then you take the scripture and you begin to read. You begin to read the word of God concerning healing. You begin to read the word of God concerning healing. And as you begin to consume this word, as you begin to read this word, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it says from inside of you, it quickens your mother body. As you begin to meditate upon this word and begins to confess it, that you are healed. The spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead is in you and it's quickening your mother body. It will get to a point when this word goes past everything you are seeing. The word of God will go past the feeling of pains you have now. It will go past the experiences you have now. It will go past what the doctor has said. It will go past the fact that you are bedridden. It will go past everything to touch your spirit. When it does touches your spirit, faith will arise from within you. Instantly by yourself, you will declare that I have healed. And when you will realize by the time you stand up from that sick bed, you are healed. Faith is active. When the word touches your spirit, it, it, it activates the mind of your spirit over the mind of the flesh. And so that is what we call it. It activates the mind of the spirit to think the things of God, to believe what God has said, to operate like God has said. And so when you do this, faith will arise from within you and you will act like the word has said. It is not like the spirit in you does not already understand all things. The spirit in you already understands all things, but it's being suppressed by this, by, by the mind of your body. And so when you hear the word of God and it touches the spirit, that it touches the mind of your spirit, when this happens, faith will arise from within you and you will have based upon the word. This dynamics is very important for us to understand in the church because if you do not understand it you cannot we will find it difficult to operate faith so faith is the complete opposite of belief as we have belief as men act according to their beliefs by the flesh okay the spiritual acts according to their faith by the spirit but the spirit the, the faith in men faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have discovered that faith comes through the spirit of man, and that is from the mind and the spirit of man. We have discovered that faith comes from the mind that is in the spirit of man, and the activator is the word of God. When the word of God goes past, it's not like the word of God is going to change everything you believe. No, the word of God will not touch them. 
you will still be seeing the fact that you're on the sick bed. You will still be seeing the circumstances that they have not changed. You will still be seeing those things. But the word of God will go right past it to touch your spirit. When the word of God touches your spirit, you come out. It is not like those things are not still there, but you can no longer see them. The mind that is able to process them, the mind that is able to process your sickness, the mind that is able to process your wants, the mind that is able to process your lack has been subdued by the mind of your spirit. And you now have faith. You act accordingly and you get the results you desire. This is how faith comments. Let's not forget, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, For with the heart, that is, from the, with the spirit, man believeth unto righteousness from the spirit. Man believeth unto righteousness from the spirit. Man believeth unto righteousness from the spirit. It says, And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so when this word of God has gone through you to touch your spirit and the faith has arisen, you will see that the first thing you will do before you even, even act, the first thing that you need to do is to declare. You declare that I am healed and you stand up from that sickness. You declare that my father has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I have all my needs met by God's power and you begin to act like that. I pray for you from today that the grace to seek the word of God concerning your situation so that you may be able to experience what the word has said will come upon you. It's activated upon your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.